It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. Let's check in with Brett the Vet of Veterinary Associates to hear more about some of his adventures with our four-legged friends. Here's Roy Hatfield. It's time to chat with our good friend, uh, Dr. Brett Ellis of Veterinary Associates with their Xenia location, serving all of those pets in Greene County and beyond as we chat with a good doc on a Thursday morning. So apparently, uh, Doc, uh, you have seen a couple of cases of uh, colic here in the last week and uh, uh, resulted in some uh, extra treatment that needed to be done. Yeah. Um, started Monday morning um, with a... Uh, all right, that was Tuesday morning with a, a, a colic call. Uh, horse just, uh, they found him in the stall, uh, down throwing himself. Uh, painful when I got there. And, you know, when you when you go see a colic, uh, they, you know, the heart rates are usually a little high. Uh, they're usually a little sweaty. Um, what you hope is that the guts are moving too much. You know, they're, you know, it sounds like a, a orchestra trying to get to, get in tune. Uh, and, and when you listen with the stethoscope, that's a good sound because that's when the guts are moving too much, um, and which is painful. So you can't tell the difference between gas pain, so distension, uh, which are the only pain receptors we have in our gut. Um, distension is just as painful as a twisted gut. So they'll, they'll all look the same on the pain score, um, and anybody that's had gas pain can, can attest to that. It, it, it that feel real good. Um, but you can imagine when you have a colon like the size of a horse, that can feel real bad. So, uh, you know, so we always treat them with pain medicine. But when you have the ones that come there, you listen, and the guts aren't moving uh, very much, those are ones that t- typically need extensive medical treatment or surgery. Uh, and this one, um, after I passed them, gave it some fluids, and, and uh, um, I did a rectal palpation and saw that the, the colon was empty and that it appeared to have a uh, displacement of some of the bowel where you know when you go in you learn where things are supposed to be and when things aren't where they're supposed to be you're saying uh. so they got a trailer and took it up to high estate uh, so i got there at eight uh they, they called it seven fifteen. i got there at 8 a.m and uh they uh were in surgery by noon and uh wow yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, that's that, and the good thing is, is so it had a uh, like a tumor, a fatty tumor lipoma wrapped around some intestine. Um, so those are not going to get better with medicine. Um, and uh, they did not have to do any bowel resection where you have to like you have dead bowel, you got to cut it out, and then hope that you cut out all the dead bowel, and that you're not going to have dead bowel there that you didn't see, um, and then all the complications that can arise from removing dead bow. So, uh, fortunately, because I think we got it up there in such good time and they got it on the table and got it corrected and, and, uh, 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 Lenny is now recovering and eating and intestines are moving and they're pretty cool. They're actually doing, uh, he got it enrolled in a, uh, post colic surgery acupuncture study they're doing at Ohio state. So, uh, that got us a couple of free ultrasounds. So they're doing acupuncture and then to see if they can stimulate intestinal motility or movement of the intestines because that's post-op uh after a colic surgery um and you almost have to visualize google colic surgery if you ever want to see what it looks like to have a horse with feet up in the in the air and their abdomen open and then this huge amount of intestine out everywhere it's pretty impressive um 
but uh, the getting their intestines to move after the surgery is one of the biggest hurdles you have to cross. And so there's a lot of evidence that, uh, you know, with humans and uh, uh, dogs, we do it uh, to uh, uh, stimulate the, the guts to start moving again in a nice orderly fashion. And uh, acupuncture seems to show some benefits. So they're, they're doing some actual research, uh, doing controls, and, and uh, we'll have some, some patients that get acupuncture an appropriate point, and then they do sham acupuncture where they just kind of stick a needle in a place that's not an acupuncture point. Um, and then uh, they, they do ultrasounds and see if the intestines are moving better. So this is how we'll, you know, someday we get uh, uh, acupuncture paid for by insurance if we can show that it's actually effective. That would be pretty cool. Interesting stuff and uh, painful stuff, but I'm glad to hear that uh, both the animals are doing okay. Uh, yeah. Well, and, and the other one was just a, a mild virus, uh, coronavirus. We presume it had a low, low-grade fever and colic, and you give them some anti-inflammatories and some anti-spasmodics. And, and you know, uh, Buster, he I got a text this morning that he's eating and feeling better and out walking around and having having some grass. So, uh, two different presentations. They you know they present the same. They're painful, uh, but two very different reasons. And uh, but uh, fortunately, two good outcomes. So uh, happy to see that. Interesting. So uh, uh, there's an interesting start to your week for sure. Yeah. And uh, an interesting story that we talked about uh, before we went on the air here, uh, because unfortunately all it seems like anybody's talking about these days is coronavirus and all that. But mm-hmm. uh, there is a uh, a member of the animal kingdom who I didn't know until I read the story has, uh, I guess, genes or, or, or something very close to us. And it's being studied pretty hard to try to come up with uh, antibodies uh, against the coronavirus. Yes, what they found was that uh, the llamas or, or camelids, so camels, alpacas, um, uh, they have, uh, if you've ever seen an image of an antibody, it's that Y-shaped thing that's trying to attack the, the virus. Everybody's seen the image of the coronavirus by now, the ball with the little red dots all over it. Mm-hmm. And those are proteins on the surface of the uh, virus that those are what's trying to attach to our cells and infect them. Well, so we only have one type of antibody, which is, uh, and it has uh, heavy chains and light chains. Uh, but the problem is, is it's kind of big. And that little tiny coronavirus, it can't get into those proteins. It doesn't have the mechanism or the uh, protein identification to get in there and neutralize that virus. Now, the camelids and also sharks, but the problem is, Sharks are a little bit harder to work with in a research setting. So the llamas are, are pretty good for getting blood draws and, and those kind of things. That's all they pretty much have to do. So um, they uh, they have this smaller antibody uh, that can work into those tiny little red proteins. Well, I don't know if they're red or not, but that's what they visualize it as. You know, so it helps to see those things. Uh, it's able to get in there. and it. So they had already been starting this research and had proved that, that in January – that uh, this antibody can neutralize the SARS virus mm-hmm. and the MERS virus. Like, they had had that done, and all of a sudden they were like, whoa, we could maybe do this for corona. And then they, uh, they found out that uh, for the COVID-19, uh, it, it neutralizes it as well. So what this means is that this would be a uh, prevention that uh, a healthcare worker, let's say, or maybe people in uh, nursing homes that haven't gotten sick from corona yet, this would buy them a few months 
um, you know, one injection would likely last a month or two, but you would have these antibodies that would neutralize the virus. Um, it's not a it's not a vaccine, but it could get us to where an effective vaccine could be made, and healthcare workers would not be at more risk, or people in nursing homes um, would not be at more risk during this time when they're trying to get their immune system to uh, not over respond to this virus. You know, and the, and the uh, uh, all the terrible things that we've we've seen about uh, that this virus uh, causes. Uh, Talked to my brother; he's a uh, surgeon down at Bethesda, and uh, he. So when they stopped doing surgery, elective procedures, he got put in. You know, doing medicine, managing the ICUs with the uh, surgeons are very smart people. They not only have to know how to do surgery; they have to know how to do the medicine too. It's pretty pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, they. Um, uh, the the codes the COVID codes that they have down there, uh, which is increasing. They're they're taking more COVID cases the last week uh, than they had the previous weeks, um, and um, he, he said it is a terrible, terrible thing to see what this virus does. You know, some people it's, it's mild, some people it's pretty bad, and then other people it just seems like it's trying to destroy your body, or your body's trying to destroy itself to get rid of this virus and uh it's it's not a pretty thing so uh for people that believe that this is a conspiracy that there's not really people dying from it that it's just normal numbers and they're just chalking them up to corona because they get money from the government um that is not true and uh have confirmation that uh this is a nasty beast and we want to respect it and uh respect each other and uh, do our part to try to prevent uh, people at risk from getting sick and uh, keep everybody as safe and healthy as we can, and especially our healthcare workers. You know, and it's not just the doctors and the nurses. It's, you got to think about the janitors. I mean, they're cleaning all this mess up. Um, and, you know, if they don't have the right equipment to clean up a room that is heavily contaminated, you know, they, um, they're, they're at risk as much as the guy putting the, the intubation tube in them, if not more, if they don't have the right equipment to keep them safe. So it's, it's, it's everybody in those hospitals, and we certainly want to keep care of them uh, because that's who we need to keep us alive going through this. Yeah, no doubt about that. So uh, let's hope these llamas can pull off a Hail Mary for us yeah. and, and get us something that will get us closer to a, a vaccine, and hopefully we can be done with all this. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? It's it's uh, it's going to be around, but, yeah, we, we can figure out a way to manage it. Yeah. Uh, you think about uh, how things can change in a year. It was a year ago today we had a tornado outbreak in this yeah. area. and. Uh, uh, let's hope uh, when we're talking one year ago from today, uh, this is all in the rearview mirror. That's what we hope for. And if we, I think if we put our uh, uh, brains together and, and work together and keep politics out of it, we can we can do a great job in this country. Well, let's, uh, let's hope so. Work together and get this thing uh, knocked out as we uh, chat with uh, Dr. Brett Ellis. And speaking of uh, prevention and things, I know that you have had uh, folks kind of wait in their car until uh, they until you call them in. Uh, you'll just call them on the cell phone, and they can come in to keep everybody safe. I assume that's the, uh, the uh, plan uh, for now still. Yeah, we're going to watch and see what the numbers do as we have this slow reopen. And if we don't have spikes and, and cases here, and, and, you know, we're looking in the next uh, – Two to two to four weeks. Um, uh, you know what we'll probably do is go from having nobody in the office to have people go directly into the exam room 
with their pet and they will be required to wear a mask if they want to come in to the exam room. So there'll still be some waiting time in the, in the uh, parking lot. So we're just going to increase the exposure a little bit for our staff. Um, but hopefully uh, by taking, keeping the precautions to keep people uh, distance and then not keeping them in the room for, you know, two hours uh, trying to minimize that time. But, you know, also summertime's coming. So we don't want people, sitting in their cars in the parking lot when it's hot, running their cars to keep everybody cool and, you know, uh, wasting gas and things like that. So we're going to try to walk that tightrope and make the balance good for everyone so we can continue to care for care for our pets out there. It's been a, it's been a real, uh, real honor to be essential and, and be able to help during this time. And um, so uh, we appreciate all of our, our clients and the pets they bring us that uh, uh, help help keep us going and, and learning every day and, and uh, uh, just uh, valuing the relationship that we have with our pets. It's been really, really quite amazing during this time of, of isolation and, and quarantine to see people realize how special our, our four-legged companions are. Yeah, they uh, it can bring a lot of good in a world that uh, isn't so much right now, uh, especially if you have a dog or a cat or anything in between. Uh, Dr. Brett Ellis has uh, been our guest on Real Roots Radio. Doc, appreciate it as always, and we'll get together again next Thursday at 930. Look forward to it. You guys take care, and uh, don't forget, racing uh, back. Oh, that's right. Down. I forgot about that tomorrow. Yeah, so, yeah, so uh, you can... Nobody's going to be allowed to be there. The casinos aren't open yet, but uh, you can bet online. If you've been missing, getting that gambling itch, uh, get online and help support these uh, these horse owners and, and trainers and drivers and groomsmen. It, it helps everybody there, and even us veterinarians. So, <laughs> so that'll uh, fire up, what, tomorrow? Uh, you said it's Scioto. Uh, anywhere, is that uh, firing I, up at everywhere tomorrow? Scioto and Northfield, uh, which is up near Toledo, um, or Cleveland area somewhere. Uh, I think Toledo. But uh, it, uh, yep. Those are the two in Ohio that'll be open. All right. Cool beans. All right, guys. Well, take care. Look forward to talking to you all next week. All right. Have a good one, pal. No matter where you go, you can always return to the roots of American music at Real Roots Radio.